0: wow you are in for a remarkable podcast i have a fantastic entrepreneur that i had the good fortune to meet at mastermind talks uh, jason Gernard's mastermind program and she is amazing and the reason she's amazing is a challenge that almost everyone as uh, entrepreneurs we need help. I mean some of us need more help than others but all of us need help. Nobody gets through life doing it on their own and accomplishing anything uh, good at all and one of the things that we really need is phenomenal executive assistance. and this remarkable entrepreneur has one of the most successful virtual assistant programs out there and she is going to share with you not only how you can be more effective with your own executive assistant but many of us don't really know how. We know we should be using, outsourcing more and more in today's world, but don't know how to do it. You're gonna see exactly how you can leverage the talent of really talented people to make a remarkable difference. I'm John Bowen, co-founder of AES Nation, and this is all about accelerating your success. Stay tuned, you do not wanna miss this. Ordinary success, no way you want amazing remarkable exceptional breakthroughs dig deep think bold drive hard watch yourself soar beyond your dreams aes nation yeah i, I am so excited to have you here today it's been uh, you know i i remember we hadn't met and i'm at your breakout session and everybody's leaning forward because as fellow entrepreneurs you know something that we don't know Uh, you know how to really help entrepreneurs and you are a very successful entrepreneur in your own right but to be even more productive and and one of the biggest productivity hacks out there you know all the software and everything else is having a great executive assistant so first of all i want to thank you for joining us today to share the message
1: Oh my goodness, John. It is so my pleasure to be here. You know, one of the things that I I noticed at my talk at MMT and others that I've given, uh, you know, whether it be at one of Todd Herman's live events or with Amy Porterfield is that the questions that entrepreneurs ask about outsourcing have a level of desperation to them that other questions don't in other breakouts, you know, how do I scale? How do I leverage? Whatever. But when it comes to finding a partner, executive assistant that you can trust, there's a different level of angst in the questions that people ask. So it's my privilege. Honestly, it's an honor to be able to help provide entrepreneurs at elite levels, you know, talented virtual support to help them grow and scale with ease.
0: Well, and I think that with ease and, you know, and it it really isn't surprising. I was in the front row during that period and and I, I kept on looking around to see and the room was totally full and and, and and we're all interested because this is such a personal thing. I mean, we were assistant. You know, there. I mean, some of the questions. You know, do, can you give your executive assistant or your virtual assistant anything personal? And can you do this? Can you do that? And you know, and this is from so many uh, business owners that are hugely successful, and they were so tepid in their kind of you know, nervousness in asking you. So I I wanted to have you really share. What's not only what can we do, but more importantly, what should we do to have this really? Um, I mean, because when you have a partner that's working really well, and I've got I've been blessed, I've had uh, some phenomenal ones, and I've had a couple that weren't really good, and I'm sure a couple of them, if they were being interviewed now, and we had a couple of bosses that weren't that good too. But, anyways, uh, give me a little bit of background on you know, how, how do you don't wake up? you know one morning you want to have 80 virtual assistants or more working with you how did this all come together
1: yeah so it really started you know i started my career in the virtual space 13 years ago when i had my first daughter i remember working in corporate uh, for a group of anesthesiologists And everything that I did, I always thought I could do this from home. And no one believed me until I got pregnant and I was about to take six months off. And all of a sudden, they were interested in trying this virtual thing. And so it worked out great. And they were
0: doing it to help you out, too.
1: Oh, of course. I'm sure they were. But uh, it, it was a great segue, really, into being able to show people... Uh, how we could get work done better, actually, faster at a better rate when I was working at my peak performance, right? And so that's one of the things that I think is so critical to anyone looking for a virtual assistant is to get someone who, who is well articulated into when they're at their peak performance. And so from there... Uh, I worked virtually for many years, got hooked up with some great high level clients and, and the entrepreneurial light bulb started to go off for me and I realized that not only could I find and help match entrepreneurs with some talented virtual support that had those same characteristics that people were seeing in me, trust and integrity and commitment, but I could match them with a virtual assistant. And then I could train the virtual assistant to do and and be the the type of leader in that business for the entrepreneur that they could really come to count on and trust. So that's how we got started four and a half years ago. And we have a team of 83 virtual assistants that work with us now. And uh, we serve over 100 clients, anywhere from online entrepreneurs to brick and mortar or corporate, uh, corporate attorneys as well.
0: No, it's it's it really is amazing what you've been able to accomplish. And I know uh, from talking with you uh, that you, you, you haven't stopped. Uh, this is going to there is such a huge need. And, you know, just kind of a little disclaimer, because I, I have a virtual business I've mentioned before. I've got virtual businesses, a number of businesses, and we're doing quite well. And I've been amazed at the scale and global headquarters is my pool house. I have no employees. And if someone had told me that I was good, the last business I had was 400 employees and, you know, kind of a little the sports, entertainment and financial all kind of mixed together and working with high net worth individuals, really helping them in their their wealth management, almost kind of a commercial family office. And, you know, what what happened was that uh, I thought you needed that. And, and because I didn't know what I wanted to grow up in this new adventure that I was doing, I decided not to and one of the things I love so much about virtual assistants and really outsourcing everything you know kind of the the entertainment movie part is you have all these fellow entrepreneurs that come together that you know they're in their own enlightened self-interest they're creating a bigger pie they mm-hmm. want each and every one to be successful and I, I love I have about 50 people working with me and I love that they and their enlightened self-interest want to help me be more successful every day and it's very different you know and and then they become more successful we create a bigger pie whereas in the employee route so often it's i i would go you know i gotta i gotta keep these people productive how i'm gonna mm-hmm. do it and you know uh what i see you know through this and you know in, in the media i was listening to so many people are worried about this and I mean, it just seems so natural now to me now that I've been doing it for 14 years. But (laughs) it's like everything. Uh, But why don't we just start at the baseline? What is a virtual assistant and who's using them now? I mean, you know, people have these visions of people in the Philippines or India or this Mm -hmm. or that. Mm -hmm. And, you know, where are they really showing up?
1: Yeah, and, and that is that is an option. Uh, so I feel like there's multiple types of virtual support that you can get. And so there the offshore support is what I would call it. That is the, the India, Pakistan, Filipino virtual support. And those positions are great for people who have very rote tasks that they need done. They need spreadsheets gone through. They need, they need, you know, certain buttons clicked every single day. Those types of tasks are incredible for offshore support. When you might need more of a, a US-based support or someone, you know, in the UK or something like that that has more subjectivity to it, to them is when decisions need to be made in your business that aren't black or white. Anytime there's a gray area involved, you've got to have someone involved who's invested in your business and who knows a little bit more about you and your company and your culture, the clients that you're serving and things like that. So we have got the offshore support, you've got your more general virtual assistant, they're going to be the ones who can do tasks for you, they can take on projects for you as well. Then you've got maybe another realm is more of a tech virtual assistant. Those are people that they know a lot of WordPress, they know online sales funnels, digital marketing, things like that. And then you've got uh, I, I joke that this is just a way for people to get more money, but uh, then you have a role called an OBM, an online business manager, and, and that's really the catch-all. They're not doing as many tasks as they are overseeing a lot of other expensive. people. It does sound more <laughs> expensive, right? It, uh, a lot of virtual assistants uh, do the exact same thing that an, uh, an OBM does. They just haven't really realized their worth yet. So uh, we we kind of joke about that in our business. But and then you have uh, you project managers that work virtually and then you have executive virtual assistants that this is your your right hand person this is that that guy or gal that you know if it's more in a corporate world they're maybe taking minutes at a meeting they're planning your calendar they're really managing you and your life uh, and so there's a lot of different types of vAs In my business, I typically don't assign just a general VA to somebody. I get on a consult call with them and I figure out exactly what the needs of that entrepreneur is and then tailor who the VA is, uh, you know, based on their needs. So, yeah, it it varies and the tasks vary as well. Mm -hmm. So you can have, you know, can you book this flight, uh, you know, to Fort Myers for me or you can have something as... Complex as can you create a sales funnel for me? It really just depends on really what you you need and what you're looking for in somebody
0: So let's take a step back, you know, one of the challenges um, You know because everybody has different businesses, but you know really businesses are pretty much the same and you know there are are different skill sets. We need at different times in our business uh, wh- what I'd love to understand is you know, you have clients now, the entrepreneurs who are using virtual assistants that you have the privilege of kind of matching them up with. Yeah. Who Who's doing it well? I mean, what are they doing to to really excel at this? Because, mm-hmm. you know, I, I I see so often that, you know, people ask me because, you know, they're. They go John you're outsourcing everything how do you do that and I oh, I don't know it's pretty easy actually but and yeah. and it works re- it works better than when I had all the employees but uh, what what are you seeing working
1: What I see that works the best, the clients that have the most success with us, that have been with us for the entire four and a half years of our existence, are those entrepreneurs that know exactly where they're going. They have the plan. They have the strategic vision for where their company is going. They just need support in getting there. Maybe things are starting to fall through the cracks because they're scaling faster than they had anticipated. Or a new business idea has taken them in a direction that maybe they don't know so much about digital marketing uh, or maybe they just don't really have a desire to learn that. And so they want to outsource that piece or perhaps, they let go their corporate assistant, right? When they're working in their corporate gig and they're just missing that extra piece of someone who's just always got their back and is always sort of looking for the pothole down the road. Those clients tend to do better with us because they have a clear idea of what they're doing and they have established businesses that aren't relying on a virtual assistant to launch that business. Uh, The business is already launched and, and working really well. Another thing that I see working really well in the relationships that go the distance are clients that have systems and process in place. And if they don't have systems and process, they're willing to kind of dive in and get that stuff done because there are things that are only in their head that if they're going to outsource effectively, they've got to get them out. And so those clients that will dive in and spend a, spend a few hours uh, recording some videos for their virtual assistants, those are the relationships that just far and above, they go they go so much further in really alleviating overwhelm and stress and, and frees up the business owner to really do what they were created to do
0: yeah uh, you know it, it's so funny you say that because i it's i've had a lot of virtual assistants along the way and you know and with uh, other than uh, one who left because she married an evp and uh, decided to start a family which i was disappointed i wasn't number one in her life but (laughs) other than that uh you know it's been great relationships i mean and i've been uh, doing this business i mean the first one 14 years ago has a more of a project management type role now but you know just phenomenal and so very little turnover and in the the part that i love about it is you know, that we can really work effectively and I think more effectively. And they appreciate, you know, some are single moms, some are married, some are single individuals and, you know, they can fit their life around. They don't have to be, you know, every second in the office and kind of the, the, you know, to make everybody happy and yeah and the video stuff I, I do I do um, you know even when we're bringing them in we you know exactly what we want we share the vision Good. so they can see that uh, every day I cut little short sound files sometimes videos to my assistant to other team members and, you know so we communicate more I think than you know the traditional yeah. brick and mortar and Absolutely. I love having a huddle every morning with my virtual assistants. So, you know, it's only 15 minutes, but, you know, the ideas that come out, the things that are challenges that we need to deal with, uh, they know the business and they're seeing things from a different perspective. It's so valuable.
1: Well, and John, that's one thing that I, I love that you touched on that because a, a couple of things, one thing that I see you just in, in hearing you describe it that you're doing is we, we call this E3 collective. It's it's actually a, an option that we have for, for people to put their VAs through, but it sounds like you are encouraging your VA. So you're getting to know them. They're just not this nameless person, you know, working behind the scenes. So you're, you're being part of their life, engaging with them, meeting with them, things like that. You're equipping them, right? So you're giving them the tools that they need to do what they're supposed to do in your business. And then you're empowering them, right? Because at some point all of us, and this is the hardest point for a lot of entrepreneurs, you got to back away and let the VA do their job. You have to give the keys to the car. I I remember there was a, a gentleman in a breakout that I did who, who was so nervous about giving, his credit card information to his virtual assistant. you know, And it's like, oh my gosh, what is the worst possible thing that can happen? Get them a credit card with a $1,000 limit if, if that's what it takes, but you've gotta let go. And so it sounds like you do that effectively with your team and not only do you do that, you meet with them regularly. I think the relationships that work well, again, it's a 15-minute stand-up meeting. All you gotta do is ask three questions, guys. So for your audience listening, ask, what'd you work on last week? What do you what's coming down the pipeline this week and what are the impediments to progress? Because more often than not, you, unfortunately, are the impediment to progress. So it's a great way to sort of, you know, find the cobs in the wheel, figure it out and and keep your team moving on toward, you know, the objectives that you have in your business.
0: Well, what I like is, you know, you have the right virtual assistant when they say, you know what? let me just do it
1: Yes,
0: (laughs) and you know, get out of the way and I'll take care of it. But
1: that's that empowering part, right? Because oftentimes if you're a helicopter CEO and you hover and you won't ever really let somebody do something, uh, then it, it stifles the relationship. It it really breaks down that trust barrier that has to be there for, in order for a VA to really excel at their position because you know, their their middle name is assistant. <laughs> they want to help you. That is where they get their value from helping. And so if you don't let them do it, then you're really preventing them from being able to assist you the way that they really are created to do.
0: Well, and it, and it's you know, and it it really and it's a failed relationship then. Yeah. And, and and I have done initially, you know, virtual assistants very easy because they're distant to hold them distant. And what I've found that, you know, treat them as if they're outside the office or in the office with you. Uh, but I wanna go, you know, one of the, the things that make it so easy, I mean, we're, we're talking, you know, doing a, a video podcast, a recording for our, our peers uh, over, you know, a free, we're using Skype and some technology yep. Wirecast and, I'll place it in the Dropbox and I'm not sure what happens after that. But <laughs> you I shouldn't, know you don't need to no, know that. and I don't. And that's a point I'm making. I don't need to. And then I know my assistant makes sure things get taken care of. All the posting, you know, everybody's notified and it's just it's very streamlined. And of mm-hmm. fact, today she brought up some ideas, Stacey, uh, my executive assistant, Uh, that I work most close. So I've got a few others, but she's my personal one. And it's just, you know, she's going, John, what do you want to even know about this? I go, no, (laughs) just do it. It's working uh, type thing. And that's where, you know, once we get in that and it's not going to happen instantly, but it's going to happen if you allow it to happen, if you have the right person and they're going to create so much value. It's ridiculous.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it, I think the value really comes from that duality of the relationship of, you know, it, it's give and take for sure. You've gotta loosen the reins a little bit, knowing that there might be some spilled milk. You know, they're they going to make a mistake. They're going to maybe make a judgment call that that you wouldn't make. Uh, but as you guys get to know each other, they know your business, you know their temperament and how they work and, and how you need to give them communication or how they need to communicate to you to get the real <laughs> answers they're looking for. Things will uh, create this solid foundation for you so that you can go off grid. I remember one of my clients, I mean, he took a sabbatical and was completely off grid for a month every single year and he just knew I had it handled and it was all going to be okay when he came back. There weren't, you know, the, the place wasn't going to burn down. Uh, the virtual place wouldn't burn down. Uh, and, and that's only built on trust because he gave me the power to, to be able to run his business.
0: But well, one of the things I want to come to because you're on your website and I'll bring it up in a little bit. The uh, there are so many productivity tools. I was just, uh, you know, surprised and I, I could check off a lot of them, but not all of them. And I, I want to cover a couple areas yeah. that you're doing, like scheduling. I, I'll go for the fellow executives, uh, entrepreneurs uh, and so on. I really thought initially I was going to alienate my assistant by not letting her you know suggest times manage the calendar and so on and it was yeah. kind of like I said you know some of the people are starting to use this scheduling program and she goes John I just thought you were uncomfortable with it you know that's what <laughs> we really should do and yeah I'm a I have a very busy calendar and you know what it allows she confirms everything and so on the people appreciate it and you know and I'm working with very high level across you know the yeah. other side I mean she, she yeah. I have a as soon as we finish, I have a video conference with uh, some senior executives in a Hong Kong financial setting. And, you know, and it's it's I mean, it's been nonstop today. Yeah. It's a busier than average day, but everything's confirmed. It's done. It's prepared. You know, I've got the other sides prepared. I'm prepared. And, you know, the productivity, I leave a little sound file. She puts it into our CRM and you know and any reminders of the actions that need to be taken she makes sure they happen and it's like you know i don't understand why everybody doesn't do it that way
1: well and and we should be automating as much as we can because even if we have a virtual assistant you know it, it's not the best use of even her time right to be back and forth scheduling with people we can just open up your calendar and like make it happen there is a human component where whether it's you know vips people who aren't technically savvy where that that element of human interaction needs to come into play but we should be finding things in our business all the time that we can automate or cut out steps or you know, do things like that to make us all more efficient. And we want VAs and executive assistants in our businesses that are gonna be actively looking for those types of things because if she's not spending time focusing on your calendar, maybe she can be spending other time, you know, working on the podcast or creating new ideas for you to reach a new market and things like that. So we, we can always rely on the fail, you know, on the sort of human interaction is key and relationships matter and they do, but we can bring in some of the automation to kind of alleviate some of the tedious work that even the VA shouldn't be doing.
0: Well, and and what I love, because there are some people I do have in financial services, some very successful people that don't want to turn on their computer. uh, Sure. I don't know anybody who doesn't have a computer, but they don't use it. And so sending them an email with the link to schedule the appointment. But you know, again, we talk about the priorities and the standard is about if we haven't heard from them in three days, she does the classic assistant reaching yep. out to make sure and, you know, and that works well. And if it's a higher priority or we know somebody for sure isn't going to do it. But creating and one of the things I really enjoyed in your talk and uh, I'm working with my assistant to upgrade it a bit is the procedures and, you know, letting her do it, but really yes. documenting everything. And, and we do this throughout the firm but I, I kind of let it slide a little bit in our relationship because we started in the beginning, and I had another <laughs> assistant that had put together the beginning and it's it just now, I mean, as we do that and then you, you kind of do this assessment, is this really the way we should do it? And you know, there's enough no's, how, how would you suggest we do it better? And you yeah. know, she's able to do that.
1: Yeah, and, and what's interesting is that even empowering your virtual assistant to have a voice and to be able to say, "Hey, John, uh, this is taking like 30 minutes," and really, if we did this one thing, it would take my time down to 18 minutes. You know, allowing them to give input and things like that. And that's why I think those those field guides or the playbooks, as we call them, are so massively important in any business. And you have, it's a pain, believe me. You guys, entrepreneurs listening to this, I you're gonna be like, I don't want to have to document every single thing that I do. Document every single thing that you do, because should your VA get hit by a bus, we want someone to be able to come in and they can at least follow steps, they can do that. They may not get your voice down, you know, perfect out, out of the bat, but God forbid, something horrible happened, you know, we at least can get somebody in there to step in and, and fill in the gap for you so that business keeps moving. but. What we wanna do as we're empowering the VA to be able to document that stuff, And, and let me just give you a little bit of backstory for those of you listening. What I encourage people to do is just use a tool like Viewed it or Loom, and I'm sure John will list these in in the podcast notes. But and just record yourself doing. Maybe you want your calendar set up a very specific way. I am the most anal person on the planet when it comes to my calendar. I want certain colors for certain things. I want a flight listed a very specific way. Uh, and so I just recorded myself booking those things on my calendar for my assistant, and I showed her the colors and you know how I want everything laid out. And now she knows exactly how to do it. And so I dump those links in a Google document and then she makes them pretty. Like if she needs to watch it five times and take screen captures or whatever, she can do that if she wants to. But she makes it pretty, I record it once and then that's the procedure that she follows. Now when Google Calendar makes updates or changes things or um, I get a hair up my booty and I wanna do something different, uh, then I, she can change that and adjust it you know, based on what happens so that if you know, something happens to her, another VA comes in, they just follow the steps. And so it's a, a boring process, but it's so essential to make sure that things are done the way you want them to do. And it, it's a way to manage expectations too.
0: Well, and I, and I found that they're more than willing to do, you know, putting oh, the right for us because they want to make sure it's right. One of the things that you talked about at the meeting, which I thought was very important and it took me a little while to get comfortable with, is you know, kind of sharing passwords, securities. We use the same technology, but I, I thought, you know, the whole that's something that everybody seems a little uncomfortable with. And, you know, pretty much they have access to everything. Hopefully you're doing the background check, the yeah. behavioral type stuff and all that, which I know you are. But anybody you bring into your yeah. your house, you should have a, a, when we were doing sports and entertainment, we would run background checks on the nannies. And sometimes yep. there were criminals. And, say, yeah. oh, you know, you probably don't want to bring it. She might be sweet and all that, but type thing. <laughs>
1: Yeah, but, and uh, honestly how do you and make deal sure deal with the
0: security stuff.
1: Yeah. So first of all, make sure you're doing both state, local, and federal background checks, guys. It's it, when you're just going to run a background check, a lot of people skip the federal. But in order to find identity theft, you have to do a federal because identity theft is a federal crime. So do a federal background check as well. Uh, so that's my tip for you there. As far as it, so once you've done the background checks, uh, you know, call the references, do that, look at their portfolios, you know, see see what cred- credentials that they bring to the table. Um, but then always, never just, even if they have a clean background check and Sarah's really nice, uh, you still have got to protect yourself. And so we use tools like LastPass is our favorite. Another great one is 1Password. Um, there's a an, another password uh, profile manager called Dashlane that's fairly good. I just like LastPass. Uh, I love,
0: we're gonna just say yeah. go use LastPass. LastPass I like that it, too. <laughs>
1: it's cheap, it's effective, it works. Uh, and there's not really, a, any difficulty in using it. Every time you use a website, you know, the little box will pop up and it'll prompt you to save that password and then you can share it. So if anything happens, you get a weird feeling, they go off grid, you know, you don't hear from them for a week. You literally click a button and all their access is gone. And so it that's a layer of protection that whether they're nice or not, uh, whether they come from a referral or a reputable source, you just always wanna have that extra layer of protection for yourself and and really for them too. You know, you don't want something haywire to go, go weird and then maybe you're accusing them and they didn't do anything and you know, then they feel uncomfortable. And so it's just a great method to, to just cover everybody.
0: No, And, and what about communication? I mean, we're on Skype now and yeah. I always use that for podcasts, but what, what, you know, the, the video versus just being on the phone, how, how yeah. do you see that with assistance?
1: So I feel like the most effective is video communication. I use a tool called Zoom all the time. I actually like it. I think that the connectivity is better than Skype personally. We use Zoom
0: Um, like crazy, but for some reason, for the podcast we've stayed with Skype. That's where yeah. you get procedures and you should probably yes. assess them here.
1: Yes, so I, I like Zoom. Um, another thing that we do often, and this is for a lot of clients that are really on the go a lot, Todd Herman uses this extensively with his VA, is um, he use an app, uh, uses an app called Voxer. It's like a walkie-talkie app, kind of, you know, he'll just push on his phone, leave a message for his VA and then it goes beep, beep, to his VA and then she can answer, listen to it right then or, or she can, you know, save it for later. I, I don't know that one. I'll
0: have to take yeah. a look at it
1: here. Voxer's pretty good. I, I have four children and so I'm in the car a lot and I get an idea or I think of something, you know, after this call, I might have a follow up that I want my assistant to make for me and I'll just send her a little Vox and and then she'll, you know, add that to her list of things to do. So. Those types of communication tools are really important. Another thing that I really like, now I caution you, this can become a distraction, so you have to gauge your your own personality, but um, we use Slack a lot. Uh, our email communication is pretty much zero, and we use Slack, it's a, bit, a chat on steroids, I like to call it, and you can do video calls quickly within it, it, it integrates with Zoom, and you can make actual phone calls using uh, Slack as well and I like it because it's searchable and you can uh, find files and stuff in it. So that's for that instant, more quick communication. You wouldn't want to put a bunch of to-dos in there. I found <laughs> that
0: I don't want that but my team uses a tool like that and okay. and they yeah, I don't, I don't want to be yeah. that instantaneous in things here.
1: <laughs> and you don't have to be. You don't have to be, but for them especially once you're you're growing and scaling a team it is good. What I found really and this is a quick little uh, culture thing is that Slack has been really great for morale. Um, whether it's them just like quick putting a picture of like what their workspace looks like today Um, or what's the last thing they drank? You know, uh, it's fun to just kind of engage your team in a different way that isn't always about work. So Slack is a little bit fun for things like that as well. If culture is important to you.
0: Well, culture is important and, and, you know, that's the great tools I'm looking down on, you know, let's, let's touch, um, one that you recommend on your website is Evernote. And uh, I did use Evernote. I actually like it. It's just up the road from me, as a matter of fact, as I drive to San Francisco Airport, there on the left hand side. But I ended up, I, I used Microsoft Notes, and they're about okay. the same. Yeah. But I'm a window guy, you know. And, and But, you know, those tools, whichever one you use, they're just phenomenal.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It, you know, things like Evernote uh, are really good for team based communication. I actually don't like Evernote for for communicating with your team. I like Evernote for when I'm on the road. We actually were just in Georgia purchasing a house and with every single house we went to, I took pictures and I made notes and I had it all in Evernote. So when my husband and I came back, you know, we kind of reviewed all of the pictures and the notes and all the things without me having to look at, you know, scratch pieces of paper of me trying to remember what the house looked like or what a specific bathroom layout was. So I like Evernote for more of my personal use and my business thoughts. I will download blog posts in there, kind of, you know, frame out um, I'm working on writing a book right now. And so, you know, my chapters are kind of broken out in there and things like that. So uh, Evernote for more personal stuff um, and sharing files with my team. If it's something I need to get a PDF to them that is on my Evernote, you can share it very quickly and things like that. So, yeah, it's a great tool.
0: No, and there's so many tools. And what I want to do, let's say, you know, I mean, what would you say, you know, with the virtual assistant, so many you know I mean technology becomes so important and i've I've actually worked with some that are not as technically competent and some are so how would you address that
1: yeah so it really depends on what you want the virtual assistant doing. So there are some assistants that really, they don't have a need for technology. Maybe they are the ones who who are uh, only gonna, maybe they're gonna be a concierge for your clients and helping them onboard, right? And so maybe it's just more relational. And so tech's not very important. Uh, if they are gonna be techie, I would definitely either enroll them in some courses, um, I just put my VA through a Facebook ads course from Nicholas Kuzmich because he's brilliant and she has an just interest. I was on the
0: line with that yeah. Oh, kid. are you, awesome. He our Facebook campaigns okay. and uh, he is very I, good.
1: I just adore him and so she has an interest, you know, when we do our quarterly calls, I say like, what are you loving, what are you hating, what do you want to grow in? And she said, you know, I'm really loving the social media piece, but I just feel like I want to be able to get in and understand the ads manager and understand like what's going on in there. Cause I look in there and I just, it's deer in the headlights. And I was like, okay, well let's buy you this course and you can learn, you know, so you can know and get me analytics when I'm asking for them. And so, um, I think that's one way that you can really pour into your team and you're investing in them. And I promise you, if you invest in them, their allegiance to you, um, just skyrockets, you know, if you'll put them through the courses and you'll care about what they're interested in. That's really important as well. But if they're not techy, um, I think the best thing that you can do is find one lane, one project, one thing you want them to learn. Maybe it's WordPress, and so you just you know send them to some courses on WordPress. Make them research it and figure out what to do. You don't, you shouldn't be doing that, and then you know pay for that and allow them to kind of grow and just say, I want 10% of your week focused on growing.
0: Yeah, this is so valuable. Let me go to the last segment here. Um, yeah. Uh, resources. I'm going to pull up your website. To, tell us what's there and how um, your fellow entrepreneurs can use not only the website but your know, your company.
1: Yeah. So you know, we listed out a lot of resources that we get asked about the most so a lot of clients will come to us and and you know they're they're wanting to build membership sites or they want to create online products or programs and things like that and so we listed really the best of the best that a lot of our virtual assistants are well versed in so obviously that's there's some strategic thinking there we wanted to have things yeah, that I'm we gonna were just familiar put it with up on the
0: screen is you know, i just hit resources and tool and i I didn't know all this stuff was there. It, it's very well done, and oh, thank uh, you. yeah, I mean, there's just some super resources there that are, are very powerful, and I you know, even if you're not interested in taking good care of your assistant or uh, having them productive for yeah. yourself and your enlightened self-interest, you should go to the website and And the website address is again, uh, priorityva.com. Is that va.com. Yeah, it? that's yeah. it.
1: Priority com. And, yeah. uh, and actually, John, if it's okay, uh, we have, we have a really interesting opt-in that that's, It's entitled 11 Ways to Win. Um, And we actually put that under uh, priorityva.com forward forward slash AES Nation for your audience. And it really, uh, we took really the best of the best of clients that we've worked with or um, colleagues and friends of mine and, and asked them how they utilized a virtual assistant. And what we came up with is that there were really 11 ways that really the best of the best in these online entrepreneurial spaces utilize their virtual teams to really get people thinking about how they can outsource, what makes a great outsource relationship. And, and so that's available to your audience if they like it as well. And then, of course, like if people are struggling to find a partner virtual assistant or executive assistant that they know and they can trust. I'd love to invite them to a conversation with me to help them figure out what they need, but more importantly, who they need on their team so that they really know, you know, they have someone who has their back.
0: Well, I'm really glad that you were willing to join us today because I know I tried to talk to you right immediately after the meeting and you were surrounded and so <laughs> on. And you know, the insights one, you know, really having the real world experience at so many levels has just been invaluable. Let me go and uh, kind of summarize the key takeaways here. You know, th- th- to me, the, the biggest thing is none of us you know, create anything good by ourselves and we've got to have the right team. And one of the most important team members is your executive assistant slash VA in outsourcing this role in today's world. I mean, I live in Silicon Valley. If you're driving more than five miles, it can be an hour trip anymore. And you know, the quality of life is so important. Virtual assistants so often appreciate. You don't have to have somebody local. Uh I matter of fact, very few of the people working with me are local. And and it really can create some value. You know, they you know, make the decision. I think you did a great job uh separating the offshore you know the kind of it's i think of that as assembly line virtual assistant Mm -hmm. usually in in my business uh, i've tried a little of that and you know i ended up going no You know, most of mine is really creative so i don't do that but you know depending on your business you may want to uh the the big thing is to really invest the time and energy you know as you would with a client with your team you know your best clients are your team and to make sure that they're growing with you, because they will help you tremendously. Use the tools, empower them. I love the idea of the ten percent. I haven't thought of it that way. The ten percent education, because you know, as they become more successful, I mean, in the collective enlightenment, self-interest, we all become more successful. So I, I want to thank you again for sharing uh, so many great ideas. Wish you the best of success. Uh, Just above me, aesnation.com will have the transcript, all the links. So you can go, I mean, I've just pushed the button, so I'm waiting on the email to come back with the special report because the insights are so valuable. You should do that as well. And with that, remember your clients, your future clients, and your future VAs are counting on it. I wish you the best of success.
1: Thank you so much.
0: Exceptional remarkable breakthrough aesnation.com